Welcome back, everybody, to Podcast Combat Sports. I'm your host, Frank Palumbo from Plattsburgh, New York. So we had an interesting thing happen over the weekend. First of all, we had Extreme Combat, Lindenville, New Muay Thai middleweight champion, Matt Gordon defeats Derek Mounier, unanimous decision. But the other interesting thing, and I caught this I, I caught this maybe just after it happened live on, on Facebook, Connor McKenna is hanging out over in Lindenville, comes across his opponent, on October 8th, Walter Taylor, and immediately goes live. You know, they just kind of have a, a back and forth. Now, I just had Walter Taylor on the podcast, so when I saw this, I was like, oh, well, it'll take me a couple more days to get the podcast out, so I put up a little a little teaser. So I upload that, I tag everybody, and boom, they pick up right where they left off. So where we're at is Connor is set on scoring a knockout, to beat Walter Taylor. And Taylor is pretty much set on taking down and submitting Connor. Both of these guys have fought at heavyweight. They're both going to be down at light heavyweight. 205, what is it, 208 weight limit. This is going to be a good one. This is going to happen right over at St. Albans with the Collins Pearly Arena, October 8th. And then Walter is going to be going pro on the November show. I believe that one is in rut. So I have Walter on the show today, just won the Revolution Alliance Fighting Championship heavyweight title. I recorded this with him last week, so let's see what Taylor's got to say. Hey, Walt Frank Palumbo. Hey, how's it going, man? So, congratulations, man. Uh, is there a video posted of your fight? Not yet. Um, Christopher Legacy Woods has the copy. I left in my SD card. Um, I'm just waiting on him to get back to me so I can go get it. Okay, cool, because uh, I did I did want to check it out. So, first round, rear naked choke, right? Okay, this is where it's tricky. It was called a rear naked choke, but it actually wound up being like a neck crank. I went underneath the neck, so I took the chin and I twisted it, so it turned into a neck crank. Okay. So something you planned on doing, or did you just improvise? Um, when I first went for it, I was going for the rear naked choke, but yeah. um, I couldn't. He had really, really good defense, so I couldn't get under the neck. So I knew from there I could just go for the neck crank. If I can't get you one way, I'll get to the other. And who was it that you fought? Was it R.J. Hayes? Yeah, it was R.J. Hayes. Kind of walk me through the bout a little bit. How, were you on the feet very long, or did you go right for a takedown, or what? Um, actually, um, I knew he would. A lot of people were telling him I would just shoot on him, so uh, I wanted to stand with him a little bit. It's the first guy I ever fought that was my size, so um, I'm used to like really long guys in there. So I felt so comfortable on my feet; it was ridiculous. So. Um, I immediately went and I threw a couple of kicks at his legs, some at his body, and I seen it really hurt him. 
Um, and if I remember the fight correctly, he forced the takedown, and I just slammed him from there and then just stayed on top of him and, and didn't let him move. But it started off with about 30 seconds on the feet to a minute on the feet. So you defeated R.J. Hayes, first round, uh, Revolution Amateur Fighting Championships, right? Heavyweight champion. Correct. All right, man. Congratulations. So did you have any, any other teammates fight on the card with you? Um, yeah, actually had um, my brother Chris Taylor. Um, kid's a warrior. He fights with anybody. I mean, anybody. Um, I had um, my buddy George. Um, he took his very first fight. It was pseudo boxing um, because he didn't have his blood work with him, so he took a pseudo boxing match. Um, which was a lot of fun for him. You know, he never did this before. He's got no training, and he just did it last minute to help um, to help out the show and save the show. Um, and my buddy Taylor was there to watch. He didn't get to compete, but um, my whole team was there to watch me, um, and three of us competed, so it was good stuff. So everybody walked away with a victory? No. Um, Chris won. I won. Um, George lost in about 30 seconds. Oh, well. <laughs> Your first fight, though, is the roughest. So I, I told him, you know, it, it only goes up from here. Yeah. But you he know. was fighting a guy way too big and um, a guy who had a lot more experience. He, he's at least competed before. He was a boxer, and he's starting to train in some grappling now. So he has a lot more experience than George. So just chalk it up to experience for him. So who, who was it that he fought? Uh, Remington Taylor. I don't think I know him. I'm not really familiar with a lot of the guys that are, you know, down in that southern tier. Yeah, I wasn't very familiar with him either. I know he, he told me he was, when I got there, he was friends with James. He works with the other guy that, um, the other promoter there that was partnered with Dominic. Uh, James Maluli? Yeah, James Maluli. I don't think I've ever met James, but uh, I hear he's been, you know, a martial artist for like 20 years. So I asked him also to to be on the podcast. So, just waiting to book that one. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I've heard he's been a martial artist for a while. Um, I haven't seen much. I've seen a, one boxing match that he did. He don't talk about um, much of his previous experiences. He told me he did some MMA, but I don't know too much about him in that sense either. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just thought it'd be interesting to, you know, just kind of get his take on, you know, how MMA has come in the last twenty years. Yeah, for sure. Especially since he's, you know, from what he's told me, and again, I don't know, I just know what he told me. Um, he's been around since the beginning, so, you know, getting their take on how they've seen the change from the beginning to now is is pretty good stuff. So how how, how did the show run? Uh, so this was, uh, now, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, because my interpretation was this was kind of a cross-promotion where Dominic was uh, coming in and James was, was stepping away, so... To me, I don't know, I just interpret it as like a cross-promotion. Well, this is kind of how I interpreted it. Um, at the end of the day, it was James' show. He owned it. Um, he made his, you know, he made the profits in the show. He owned the show. But it was kind of a way for Dominic to partner with James to help him promote the show, but also be able to promote himself without, like, uh, I think, at least from what I understand, not having, like, the huge cost of running the show because it was already kind of built up for him. You know what I mean? So it was a yeah. way to help him build up James and build up himself at the same time. 
it, it ran pretty good. It had some snags, but um, so does everything. Um, I respect Dominic and the fact that, uh, you know, he really is about fighter safety, which, you know, I was really thankful for. Um, Wyatt was a good ref. Um, he called a couple of back-of-the-head shots that I did, which, you know, I'm thankful for because I, I did hit him in the back of the head a couple of times. And it's hard when you're in that mode, you know, you're just in kill mode. You you know, you're not thinking of um, punch placement. But uh, so, so I was really happy all in all with how the show went. It went really well. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, the back of the head shots, they, they happen a lot. They're just, they're really only called on the ground. Because, you know, when someone, you, know, you see it a lot in the UFC, if someone goes for a head kick, you know, the, especially if the, the person turns away, or the leg will just kind of wrap around and it'll technically hit that illegal part. But, you know, it's just, it's implied that that's just the way it is. Well, yeah, technically, if you turn away, um, it's not really illegal to be hit in the back of the head. If you turn away, you expose the back of your head and you're, you know, you're not going to get called for it. You should never turn away, you know what I mean? If you're yeah. turning away, the fight should should realistically be called because uh, you're not intelligently defending yourself when you start turning away. So uh, how were the other fights? Uh, I'm actually particularly interested in the Bantamweight title fight, Noah Hughes and Andre Belcaris. Did you, did you watch that one? I expected more out of that one. Um, I knew if it went to the ground, obviously Noah would have it. Um, on the feet, um, I, I was very confident in Andre. Andre is very dangerous on his feet. Um, but I expected I expected more out of it. I thought it would go a little longer. Um, I thought that Andre's um, takedown defense would be a little better. I thought that um, he would be able to defend off um, Noah a little bit. But um, you know, it was it was. It was okay. I expected more. Um, honestly, you know, the best fight, which is pretty sad to say, the most interesting fight on the card was um, two kids at the youth kickboxing match. Um, in the very first fight, um, they went all three rounds and went to decision, but it was it was pretty good. I mean, they were, you know, they were swinging like crazy and just going right at each other for the whole time so that was a lot of fun to watch but you know you expect you know in an MMA event the MMA fight you know to kind of overshine a youth exhibition kickboxing match yeah but you know the kickboxing bouts you know for kids that that haven't developed that knockout power it's it's going to go you know a lot longer so you're going to see a little more so that's true and with the headgear and stuff like that I just I, I don't even personally like kickboxing um, I think it's really foolish, but um, I just feel like they had the best fight. I think they showed the most technique, and I feel like that um, they just they pushed each other to a different pace than a lot of the other guys did. You know, they both showed a lot of heart, and they pushed very hard. You didn't see that in a lot of the other fights. So how old were they? Uh, 16. One of, I think one was 16. I think one was like 14. Oh, okay. Yeah, one kid was really young. Um, one guy was at a, one of the kids were at a Country Outlaws MMA under Dominic, and the other one was, I believe, Extreme Ambition MMA. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, 16, 14, you know, if you've been, you've been at it for a couple of years, that, that's really not, uh, not too young. Yeah, I thought 14 was pretty young. I walked up to him and I was like, hey, you got more guts than 90% of people I know, especially at 14 years old. And yeah. everybody was like ragging on him. They're like, "Yeah, you're not you're not old enough to know better yet," you know, because he said he had no nerves. They're like, "Oh, you know, you're not old enough to know better yet." But 
it, it was pretty good. Because, you know, I had a lot of respect for the kid for even doing that. Yeah, pretty cool. What do you have next? What do you have coming up? Uh, anything planned in the future? Yeah, I got two fi- two more fights coming up. I got Connor McKenna um, October 8th for the XCP light heavyweight belt. And then I have what's supposed to be Randy Fellion, but um, he decided that he wanted a belt and he had other goals to pursue um, before he went pro, which I totally respect because, you know, we're all in this for some reason to accomplish something. So it's been switched to uh, James Dysart. So I'm fighting James Dysart Pro in Rutland, November 5th. And then it would take a, something very, something that really excites me to get me to come back. Um, I got some surgeries that I need to do, and I'm pretty much planning a retirement for November 5th after my first pro fight. Connor McKenna. Yeah, he talks a lot, huh? Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> Did you let any of that phase you? Not at all. I'm actually really thankful he does because the man can sell tickets. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm, that's way up in St. Albans. I'm not going to sell any tickets way up there, especially not with my pro fight being right in Rutland the next month. So, you know, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. I know he's, he's a tough dude and, um, he, he can sell a lot of tickets. So I'm thankful he does talk because, uh, I can't do what he does with the ticket selling. <laughs> Yeah, so St. Albans, yeah, that's kind of his backyard. Uh, you know, it's always it's always fun to just fight in front of a crowd, you know? Yeah, they're brutal up there. <laughs> People come out to see fights, even if even if they're, they're really rooting for someone, they're behind someone, they, they just want to see a good fight, you know? Yeah, for sure. Then Rutland, huh? Rutland, uh, the following month, pro debut, James Dysart, huh? Yeah, James Dysard. We were supposed to fight once already. He got hurt, cut his head open. Oh, okay, yeah, that's why. So I'm really excited that and, and the funny part is this is it was like a big flip because um I actually ended up grappling Randy um that night, um, instead of James and now I was supposed to fight Randy Pro and now I'm fighting James instead, so it's kinda of funny. Yeah, that's but, pretty, that's a flip flop. Yeah, it's ironic. Um so I'm actually very excited though that I get my chance at James because James is um he's a warrior. He's got you know, he's he's a good fighter, he's a solid fighter. So I'm I'm glad that's who my pro debut is with. Um because I, you know, I always want to test myself and I think James is a really tough test for me, so I'm really, really happy that I was able to get that fight. Good. Now uh, since you uh were supposed to fight him before, like have you you know, like done some homework and like you know, game game planning for for that fight. Oh, I, I've been studying James for so long. I've been studying James since October twenty fourth, um, two thousand fifteen. I believe it was fifteen when he fought, or maybe it was sixteen. Yeah, fifteen, fifteen, fifteen. Sorry, I'm lost track on the year we're in. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. fifteen. It was last year at the Vermont Open. He fought my brother Chris, um, and. You know, we squared everything away, but I felt like at the end, you know, he got he got overly cocky. You know, Chris was way underweight, had very little experience. So uh, I, I wanted my chance at him with somebody more his own size, you know. Did you say at the Vermont Open, at the, the grappling tournament? No, or sorry, was that I was a, grappling. A... Sorry, I didn't make that very clear. I was grappling at the Vermont Open that night. Chris was fighting in class. Oh, okay. So I was swung over from the Vermont Open um, and cornered him, but... Um, it was in the same night, so I was kind of trying to remind myself, you know what I mean? 
Oh, okay, so so he fought your brother, and this is kind of like a like a revenge thing. Yeah, kind of. I just kind, you know, I didn't I didn't like really the way you know I respect him now. I, I respected him then, but uh, I just didn't like the way he acted at the end of the fight. So uh, I'm kind of a redemption for Chris, not so much revenge, but more of a redemption thing. I just I, you know. I feel like I, I needed this fight then, and I need this fight now. I asked for the fight that night, um, you know, um, from Kathy. I asked her, I said, listen, can I get James? And she just laughed at me. Um, at the time, I had no fight, so, you know, I, I understood. I respected it. But uh, now I'm 4-2. and two. I'm the RAFC heavyweight champion. I've more than earned that fight. <laughs> so if I can get it for a pro debut, that's perfect. Now, what weight is that fight going to take place? Um, he wanted it at heavyweight. I told him he could pick any weight he wanted, and heavyweight's fine with me. I don't care. Okay, so so for October, you're going to be down at 205, and then you're going to be going right back up to heavyweight uh, a month later? Yeah, I was I was 202 when I told, was told I had to fight for um, the heavyweight belt, and I just, like, shot up to 215. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of, I'm like, I'm a really small heavyweight, so I'm just kind of sitting on the border. Well, you know, a, a lot of the, the best heavyweights are light heavyweights that just don't want to cut the weight. Yeah, I'm not even having to cut. I'm actually having to gain weight to get to heavyweight. Like, I'm I'm naturally walking around at 205. Yeah, so th- that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm not having to cut a bit. I don't even have to go and shed a pound, so I'm naturally walking around at 205 now. So I'm just having to gain to get to heavyweight a little bit, throw on a couple sweaters. So where is it that you fight out of now? Uh, where are you living? I'm living in Rutland. Oh, okay. So, it's it's not t- not too bad of a hike to get to get up to St. Albans. Yeah, it's a little it's a little ways, but you know it's good for the fights because only I have to do it one time. But you know it's still it's still a little bit of a drive. I mean, it's like what two hours from here. Yeah, you know I always liked a little bit of travel. I don't, especially when fighting. I like to just pack everything in the car and then go. And you know I I really enjoyed staying over because. You know, I had, I had it was so much less distractions when they started having fights in Plattsburgh, and I fought here, like you know, just like a couple of miles away. It was the most stressful time. Like you think it'll be nice, like oh, I get to sleep in my own bed, but for me, it was a, it was a lot more stressful. Really, that's weird. Yeah, yeah I, I just wanted to fight in Rutland. It, it's harder with with the people that you know um, that are watching you. I guess that kind of makes it much more stressful, and I can see from that light. But I just—it's so much easier on me not to have to travel because 90% of the time, I, you know, the hotels are kind of expensive. So if I can't swing a hotel, um, and it's that far, I'm sleeping in my car because I don't want to travel. You know what I mean? The night, be, you know, I don't want to travel the day of that I have a big fight like that. So I end up sleeping in my car and you know, kind of just stretching out at the fight. But so yeah. it's not really a comfortable sleep. So. You know, I, I just prefer to be down here, you know. It's less I got to worry about, you know, with hotels and stuff like that. And less travels, just, just show up and fight. I travel too much to like it. <laughs> yeah, now, l- last time we talked, you said that you did quite a bit of travel. I do. I travel all over the place. And you do, you don't particularly enjoy it? or, or... I, wi- I wind up traveling a lot, but, you know, not not with my own my own personal thing i don't like to do it so it's not me picking but mm-hmm. uh I, I i don't like it i'd rather just stay right here in vermont i think vermont's the most beautiful place in the world so this is where i like to be i don't even like to travel at all 
you, you got anything else? Uh, anything else you want to put out there or promote? Uh, yeah, come watch my fight um, November 5th. Sorry, Connor, I know you're selling all those tickets, So, uh, and plus I don't make a cut of that. So uh, <laughs> I'm not really advertising that one much. But, uh, yeah, come to my fight November 5th, Rutland, Vermont. I got tickets. Hit me up. Yeah, how do people get a hold of you? Do you have a fighter page on Facebook or Twitter or something? Yeah, I got a fighter page. The Submission King Walter Taylor or Walter Taylor on Facebook. Add me, like up my stuff. All the support helps. Cool, man. So I'm definitely going to uh, put this stuff in the show notes and, uh, you know, put it out there. All right. Sounds good, brother. All right, man. Well, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good luck on your next one. All right. Thank you very much. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. So there you have it. Walter Taylor, the submission king. Fresh off his heavyweight title at Revolution, heading into Extreme Combat, St. Albans, October 8th, versus Conor McKenna. Now, I have a link in the show notes to this video. It was a live video, September 3rd, from Conor McKenna, who's on his Facebook page. So, you may have to friend him in order to watch it, but check the link. Uh, It's about two and a half minutes long, and man, they get right into it. I'm going to play a little excerpt from it. To kind of close the show. But I'll tell you, with Walter, we got a little bit of everything. We got a heavyweight championship, and then we have a building rivalry with Connor. And you know, we still we still got four weeks before this fight goes down. There's a lot of internet out there. This is gonna build a little bit more, especially after this episode drops. So this is everything that you could want in MMA, and it's happening right in our backyard. And speaking of backyard. We have Extreme Combat, Rouse's Point, this Saturday night, September 10th, at Rouse's Point, New York. So a couple of the names on this card. We got heavyweight Bradley Senna, Jason Burnell, Bantamweight Jake Lazor and Brad Habert. More Bantamweights, Josh Taylor, Sean Bouvia. Now, I think Taylor was supposed to just fight Habert, but he pulled out. So I don't know. We'll see if that's going to happen. Heavyweights, we have James Dysard and Andrew Provost. Welterweights, we got Chad Devins and Alex Robinson. Lightweights, we'll have Trevor Patnode. Not sure who he's fighting yet. I haven't seen an updated card. This one's from a couple weeks ago. Uh, welterweights, John Connolly, Dustin Hemingway, uh, Jay Batchelder at lightweight. Uh, back to heavyweights, we got Matt Provost and Nathan Booten. Welterweight, title contender. Randy Lamb, I'm not sure if he's fighting Tom Connolly or if he's fighting somebody else. I know there's, there was a drop there. Uh, he might be fighting uh, on a different card. I don't know if he's fighting this weekend. Uh, flyweights, MMA title, Kenny Lewis and Jordan Champion. And then we're supposed to have Steve, Steve Zacharaskis for a lightweight title, but I'm not sure if that fight is happening either. So I, I, we got to check to see what's going on, if, we, if there's an update on, on our opponent. Now, after that, I'm going to be heading back to Plattsburgh. There's also a UFC, UFC 203 pay-per-view, Stipe Miocic and Alistair Overeem for the heavyweight title. Now, the, the thing that, that's cool about this is you got Overeem, who was a K1 kickboxing champ, a Strikeforce champ, and now he's going for... UFC. 
Okay, he did fight in Pride. I don't know if he was ever a, a Pride heavyweight champ or a light heavyweight champ. I know he fought Liddell at light heavyweight in Japan in Pride. So, I mean, it'll be really cool if Alistair Overeem wins this, and he's certainly capable of. But, you know, I haven't really been a big fan of, of Overeem. He was pretty hot and cold when he got in the UFC, but he's on a pretty good win streak now. And Stipe is... Stipe is everything you could want in a heavyweight championship. He's got great hands, great cardio. Uh, the only thing about Stipe is he's not Cain Velasquez. The co-main event of that one is another heavyweight uh, battle. It's going to be Fabricio Verdum, number one ranked, versus Travis Brown, number six. Uh, certainly title implications on that fight. You know, If somebody wins and wins big... You know they can certainly put the certainly make a case for that title shot. Okay, third from the top, the feature bout: CM Punk versus Mickey Gall. This is CM Punk's UFC debut, and of course his MMA debut. He's got some jujitsu. I don't even know if he's ever competed in jujitsu. Well, he's zero and zero. If you look at his stats, it's just zeros all the way down. And he's fighting Mickey Gall, who who he fought for a chance to fight CM Punk. Okay? And now, I've heard a whole bunch of stuff about this. I've heard that they're having problems licensing him in Ohio, because this one takes place in Cincinnati. Uh, I've heard that he's injured. I heard Mickey Gall got injured, and they pulled him. And there's another change of opponent. But, I mean, right now, it's Tuesday night. I'm looking at the UFC official page and it's showing both these guys so uh i don't know rumor mill other fights we got on that card number two bantamweight uriah faber versus jimmy rivera he's ranked number 12 then to round out that card we got a a real good women's fight straw weights number six ranked jessica andrade versus joanne calderwood Joanne is that Scottish girl with the really, really soft-spoken voice. She's fighting Jessica Andrade, who is just looks like a freaking tank. But, you know, Joanne looked really, really good in her last fight. That fight when Wonder Boy beat Rory. She fought on that card, and she looked freaking awesome. FS1 prelims. We got Jessica I. She's ranked number 10 versus Betch Cohea, ranked number 11. Of course, Betch Cohea, very famous for getting knocked out by Ronda Rousey. Also on the prelims, we have Ian McCall. He's ranked number five. He's going to be taking on number 14 ranked, Ray Borg. And then on the Fight Pass prelims, we've got Yancy Medeiros, Sean Spencer, C.B. Dalloway, Francimar Borasso, Drew Dober versus Jason Gonzalez. So that's what's going on this weekend. I'm going to be over at Buffalo Wild Wings for that. Get a couple of cold ones, some wings, watch some fights, great atmosphere, bring everybody from the fights over there, have a little, hey, you know, maybe we'll do a little podcast, you know, we'll just keep the microphone going, anyone can just come on up and just just get on the microphone, call people out, you want to, you know, get a fight with uh, Extreme Combat, you know, that, that'll be a good time for you to just kind of introduce yourself and, and tell Kathy Richardson why you should fight. And Kathy had posted that. The next time she'll be back in Rouse's Point is going to be around May. So, I mean, we're talking, uh, what, a good good seven months, eight months? 
And, you know, a lot's going to happen between now and then, especially with the legalities of holding shows in New York. You know, right now, this is a lot that's unclear about it. You know, just from the stuff that I was reading, you know, with how they classify combat sports and anything where there's striking to another person in order to win the bout or to manipulate someone's body in order to win a bout or to score like a means to win. That's all considered a combat sport. And it's saying that it's all regulated by the state, which doesn't really make sense because the state and the athletic commissions are not going to get involved in high school wrestling. I mean, that it just seems ridiculous. So it looks like anything that's Amateur is going to have to be cleared by the state, but, you know, I really didn't read all of it. That's why I haven't gone and said anything uh, on Facebook. I, I just don't know enough. So there'll, there'll be more on that as, as we go, and, it's, and we're going to learn a lot this weekend. Let's go to the calendar here, see what else is coming up. This weekend, Reza's Point. Then we have Naga, Albany, September 17th. Then we have the Global Grappling League in Cortland, New York, September 24th. That's put on by Ryan Ciotoli, Gladius Fights, and Nyway. The following week, Gladius Fights in Ithaca, October 1st. Then Extreme Combat, St. Albans, October 8th. Then we take a week off. Then we have the Premier Fighting Championships in Springfield, Massachusetts, October 22nd. I am... I'm off that weekend. I think I might take a little trip down. I'll see if they can, if I can cover that event. I'd like to do a podcast leading up to the the main event. See if we have any New York fighters on there. Then October 29th, Kanawak, Quebec, Canada. We have Fight Quest Amateur MMA Championship. Also the 29th, the Vermont Open Grappling Championships, which I believe has. Online registration open now. Then November 5th, Extreme Combat Rutland. And then Extreme Combat Burlington, December 17th. And I will be well into wrestling season by then. So yeah, lots going to happen between you know November 5th and December 17th for me. The other big thing, you know, I used to train at Powerhouse Gym here in Plattsburgh. And they have closed down and moved to another location. And, you know, the gym, powerhouse gym was a pretty nice big location. I couldn't tell you square footage, but it was big. Okay, we were upstairs in the attic, and we had well over a 1,000 square feet just for us. Well, they have moved to a facility that is four times as big, probably more than four times as big. I mean, the place is a freaking warehouse. I got to get the square footage on that. They're reopening. September 17th, same day as the Naga tournament. Now, I am slated to work that day, but I'm probably working night shift. So I'm going to I'm gonna spend quite a bit of time at the gym that day because there's going to be a grand opening. Now, the nice thing about this facility is they have a boxing ring. They have our 1,000 square feet of wrestling mat. They've got our punching bags, our, our uh, body bag, our tie bags, our boxing. Uh, they got our speed bag. They've got our our wrecking ball uppercut bags. They've got all that. Equipment, headgear, shin pads, boxing gloves, uh, 
groin protectors. They've got it all. Anybody can walk in and train, try it out, anything safely. You have everything you need there. Uh, mitts, tie pads, everything. Well, they've also got a batting cage. They've got turf. I mean, you, uh, you should see. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some some pictures in the show notes here so you guys can check it out. But man, what a facility! Real excited about that. Man, powerhouse gym is open and back up. Okay, so how about a little gossip? UFC 205 is gonna be taking place in Madison Square Garden, New York City. Don't hear much about Ronda being on the card, but they're talking. GSP versus Connor for the main event. And it sounds like GSP is really sticking to his guns. He wants a certain price and he's not going to budge. So, okay. So we take GSP out. We put in either Jose Aldo or Eddie Alvarez versus Connor McGregor for the main event, right? That's going to sell right there. You put Connor in New York City for the inaugural event, boom, it's sold. All right. We're talking 500,000 pay per view buys. Just on hype alone, especially you put him up against Alvarez for the belt. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good fight. People are going to want to see that, especially once they start showing highlights of Eddie Alvarez and then, you know, like fade out, fade in Conor McGregor. Like that's going to that's going to draw a lot of people. So then they're also talking Anthony Johnson versus Yoel Romero. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would go with Johnson on that one. But man, just just looking at those guys. Standing across the cage from each other, uh, that that's going to be a cool fight, and Romero will make it interesting too. Like he's he's no slouch, but I think that uh, Anthony Johnson's hands will find a home, and I think obviously he'll put anybody out. And Frankie Edgar, I think they're also trying to get him on the card. Of course, you know he's he's a huge draw. You know he's Frankie Edgar, so freaking popular. You know they they say he doesn't sell a lot of pay per views, but and when I got Fight Pass, the very first thing I watched was him versus Gray Maynard 2 and 3. I mean, th- that second fight, that rematch for the, for the title was, you know, probably my favorite fight ever. It was like watching all five Rocky movies in a row. It was awesome. It just all condensed down into 25 minutes. Oh, it was great. So Frankie Edgar will always be a fan favorite because of that. So, yeah, a lot to look forward to. I mean, who do you think is going to be on? Who do you think is going to headline that Madison Square Garden show? Who else could do it besides McGregor or GSP? You know, GSP trains in New York City a lot. So he's no stranger to to the city. So, hey, tweet me, PCSMMA. Who do you think is going to end up main eventing that card? UFC 205. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me. Until next week, I want you to check out my website, PCSMMA.com. Brand new website. Also, follow me on all the things. We got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and of course, iTunes. And hey, when you go on iTunes, subscribe and also rate my show. Leave a comment. I love reading that stuff. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And I will see you next week. Ciao, literatory.
That's bullshit. Even at the last fight when you were at here in Rutland, you you had a few people. What, 10? 10. About 20. 20? Motherfucker, I bring fucking 40. 40 to an away show. Far. It's easy to trick people. Trick? When I get my hands raised, you're going to see. The only thing... Oh Very easy. Easy. Come on. Round one. Round one. Round one is when I put him to sleep. Round one, you'd be slapping that match. Round one, he'd be slapping my booty. That's the only thing he's slapping. You know, try to grab my butt and hunt me on the...